Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Act the cooler. Act the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. Attention, this is an emergency. This is not a test. A tornado warning has been issued. Please do take heed. Get in your tornado shelters right now. We can't stress this enough. Strong gust of defense and lightning speed will be in full effect tonight. Also, be on the lookout for touchdown belts and hard hits. Big plays and big game. Let's go. So batten down the hatches and take cover as the STLR Sports Talk crew brings you Booker football coverage live from Tornado Alley and beyond. The Booker Tornadoes looking to rectify their season at 0-5, and it's not going to be an easy task tonight despite the record of their opponent. Braden River comes in here with a 2-4 mark. Losers of two straight, including a 27-3 loss in district play, Class 6A District 12 to Palmetto last week. However, uh, we've seen this Pirate team the last two years, and it looks like once again they've simply reloaded a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. Chad Brockoff along with Craig Wiley Jr. and the second-generation Tornado Derek Fugers bringing you Booker football coverage once again here on STLR Sports Talk. And Derek, the Tornadoes are going to be minus a big difference maker tonight at the quarterback position. Yeah, um, Miles Benson, obviously he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, looks like the remainder of the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. So obviously a big loss for the Tornadoes. But you know what? I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what... You know, uh, number four, Jameer Hayes has in store for us tonight. I'm assuming that's going to be the quarterback at home here tonight for the Tornadoes. And like I said, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table because in all reality, once we've seen exactly what Jameer Hayes could do back there, I kind of insisted that maybe you should put Mouse on defense, let him play his natural position, and maybe let Jameer Hayes run the quarterback for the rest of the season because obviously he didn't want Mouse to get hurt, and that's exactly what happened to him. So obviously it's a big loss for them. But still, nonetheless, Tornado still got a big game here tonight. And obviously, uh, uh, familiar faces on the other side of the ball for this both teams. So, obviously, this is a big game between both teams tonight. Mr. Wiley, a heartbreaker last week for the Tornadoes, falling 22-20 in district play to Tampa Robinson. What kind of challenge do the Tornadoes have tonight to overcome that mental hurdle and make things even and come up here against Braden River and not show any after effects of that close loss last week? Kind of have to find a way to win. That's kind of been our, our, our toughest situation this whole whole season. Is you know we have a hard time winning games, closing games, finishing off games. We find a way to. I, I don't really want to say it like this, but sometimes we find a way to lose the game. Um, you know, march down the field, end of the game, look to be like what we thought was a game-winning drive. Literally hits the receivers in the perfect spot in the hands, bounces off the hands, gets intercepted. By Robinson, we lose a heartbreaker. So Braden River to kick off tonight. Tornadoes, when they receive, will be moving left to right on your device, dropping back so far. Jaquez Jones for the Tornadoes as one of the return men. Looks like on the opposing hash mark there, it will be Jameer Hayes. Right now, Jones set up around the 12-11 yard line. Hayes actually at the 25. 
Brett Toma getting ready to put toe to leather for the Pirates, and we will be underway shortly. It is up, and it is drifting to the opposite sideline. This may go out of bounds, and Jones is going to watch it go out of bounds around the nine-yard line. So great starting field position tonight for the Tornadoes looking to pull the upset. Yeah, great job by Jacquez Jones, seeing exactly where that ball is going to take a big bounce at, and it did bounce right out of bounds. So great awareness by Jacquez Jones, able to not touch that ball, and Tornadoes going to get great field position, like Chad said. One thing with this special teams we have not seen yet thus far is a kick return on punt returns or, or a kickoff. So that's one thing that this, uh, you know, Booker team has also lacked, that, that playmaking ability, the kick returners that they've had um, the past couple of years. So we're still waiting for the officials to assess the penalty, getting ready for the first play from scrimmage after the kickoff from Braden River. Kicker Brett Toma goes out of bounds. Ball will be set up at the 35 of Booker. As we mentioned earlier, Cleve Mouse Benson Jr. not going to be able to play tonight and possibly the rest of the regular season. The quarterback out with a shoulder injury. And number four, Jameer Hayes is in the backfield at that quarterback helm for the Tornadoes. Jacquez Jones behind him. Trying to run the option. He's going to cut it to the left, take it to himself, looking for some running room, pick up about two and a half. Positive enough on first down for the Tornadoes. Yeah, not a bad run by Jameer Hayes there. I would like it if he would have kept going up instead yep. of taking that second cut. I think he would have got at least two more yards there. And Craig's seen the same exact thing that I've seen there, but unfortunately try to make another person miss and lose a couple yards there. But great awareness by Jameer Hayes to get a positive yard played on that one. Junior Cameron Brewer bringing the play into the huddle for the Tornadoes. We'll switch the strength of the formation. Now trips left for Hayes. He's going to run the option. Excuse me, trips right. He's going to run the option that way. Pitches to Jones. Jones not much doing. He's going to be tackled out of bounds around the line of scrimmage on the Braden River sideline. There's a flag on the far side of the field right about the 36-yard line. I would assume it's a holding call. Wait for the official word from the White Hat. I do see him pointing back at Booker. Interesting to see. So I'll start. Illegal formation. I'm thinking if I'm, if I'm Braden River here, you're going to turn this thing down and set up a third and seven from the Booker 38. Just underway here at Tornado Alley, this non-district affair. 11 yeah, left in the first quarter. I agree with you, Chad. I think that's a, I, I would turn it down absolutely and make it a third and seven. I like their chances on third down here. So it looks like we will go two receivers each side for Hayes working out of that modified pistol shotgun. Now Jones out of the backfield completely giving us trips Two Hayes right now, man in motion, going to the right. Hayes bobbles the snap. We got a flag, and fumbles. he fumbles at the 41. Looks like he's going to recover it at the 40. We'll see what the penalty is. If it's against the Tornadoes, look for the Pirates to turn it down and set up a fourth and five at the 40. Legal formation once again. I think when that man went in motion or Jones not coming up to the line of scrimmage there on the right side after he came out of the backfield. So that will be declined by Braden River. So fourth and, and five, and looks like, yep, Tornadoes. We're waiting for Kevin Riballo Finally. to get out there. You know, that's one thing that we've talked about all season long. You know, where's the coaches, you know, who's helping with the special teams? And how come the special teams operation isn't ready and up on the court with the field helmets on? Literally all four of the guys who ran on the field had their helmets off, didn't even helmet on, started putting their helmets on when they won onto the field. you got to have preparation. you got to be more ready for that. Robert Gecker back to receive the punt for Braden River. 5'11", 170-pound senior. Rabala with his heels at the Booker 25. 
Successful snap back to Rabalu. Gets off a beauty. Fair catch called for at the Braden River 35. And I don't see any flags, so that's where the Pirates should start with 10.09 to go in a scoreless first quarter here at Tornado Alley. See if this Booker Tornado defense can set the tone for them. They had kind of had to set the tone last week for the Tornadoes to get something going. Obviously, big uh, first closing drive for the Tornadoes in the first half. But again, you know, this is a different team here. This is a Braden River team, very skilled, very big, well-sized, and a physical team. And obviously, you got number one, Jaheim Hodo, a very familiar face that we've seen. Last two years, we've seen Jaheim Hodo play for the Booker Tornadoes, taking his talents over to the Braden River Pirates. We'll see what he can do here tonight behind that big offensive line. Shockey Itrish, the quarterback for Braden River, and he hands off to Hodo. Hodo to his left and down the sideline in the Booker territory. He's going to be tackled at the 20-yard line. So that's how you make an impression right off the bat against your former school on your former home field there. Jaheim Hodo, 5'10", 192-pound junior, transferring over from the purple and gold, now playing for the Pirates of Braden River, first and 10 Pirates at the Booker 20. You know, one thing I will have to say here, and I'll say it after this play because the Red Rivers get ready for this snap here. Itrish throws to his right, fires complete. Still on his feet is the receiver is going to pick up about seven or eight yards. And one thing I do have to say about this Braden River team, you know, Jahi Moto, he's a very great player. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I really do feel like that, you know, you put any uh, running back behind that offensive line, I mean, they have a very big, very physical offensive line. I think anybody who's going to shine there. And, again, that's not taking anything away from Jaheim Hodo. But, again, I think this is a very physical offensive line who's very well held coach. Hand off to Hodo. Hodo to the house from 12 yards after the 8-yard reception by Connor Lasada. So 9-14 to go in the first quarter. And Braden River on the board with the 12-yard touchdown run by Hodo. Toma to come out to attempt the point after kick. Yeah, Brady River showing you exactly what they can do. They can run that ball as well as good as throwing it. So giving the ball right to Jaheim Hodo and having him put it on the ground with a big first down run to set the tone for that offense. Yeah, I think we'll have a big night from Jaheim Hodo. I mean, obviously he has, you know, roots here. He has something to prove. Um, and, and Toma, that's a perfect last name for a kicker. So Hodo so far unofficially two rushes for 57 yards kick is up and it is through to give Braden River a 7-0 lead with 9.14 to go in the first quarter appreciate you joining us here on STLR Sports Talk the Pirates from Braden River coming in with a 2-4 mark losers of two straight that lost last week 27-3 to Palmetto the Tigers by the way ranked third in the state in class 6A looking to make some noise in the postseason Man, that, is, that is a tough team you know we've seen that Dan Marino team uh, Dave Rito team continue to get better and better every single year. And, you know, we've we seen it, you know, started three years ago. We went there for the kickoff classic in Palmetto, and we've seen pretty much where those teams could be, those sophomores who are now seniors, you know, and they're set the tone right now over there in Palmetto, man, maybe, maybe being definitely the best team in the area so far this season. So Toma right now getting ready for his second kickoff of the night. Braden River with a 7-0 lead on the strength of the 12. It's going to be an onside kick kind of squibber. Going to be recovered by the Tornadoes. Shaheem Hoda right there with the tackle. And if he doesn't make the tackle, who knows? I was just about to say, Craig Wiley, you ain't seen the kickoff return. You might have just seen one there. Yeah, well, it looked a little suspect because I was just about to say, why is he standing so close to the ball? I believe that was Nate Williams on the return for the Tornadoes, scooping it up the front line of defense. And the sophomore running back slash linebacker 
taking it all the way to the Braden River 40. So Hayes and the Tornado offense out for the second time tonight. With great field position. Absolutely. I was just about to say that, Craig Wiley. Two receivers each side. Now Jones comes out of the backfield to make it trips right. A little jump there by the Braden River defense. They get back man in motion. They run that wide receiver sweep, and nothing going there for Markavius Simmons. Simmons picking up a yard there, make it second and nine at the Braden River 39. Great job by the Braden River defense. Snuck that, they sniffed that play out the entire way through. Able to get him down for a minimal gain there for the Tornadoes. The Tornadoes breaking the huddle. 8.46 to go in the first quarter. They trail 7-0. Now it's going to be trip receivers to the left. Looks like three down linemen for Braden River. They're going to run the wide receiver sweep once again. That's Jones. And Jones fighting for yardage as he's finally going to be whistled like down at the 35. I like the spot. It's definitely a good spot by the referees there, giving them about a three- to four-yard gain there for the Tornadoes. So it's definitely a third and, and a manageable five here for the Tornadoes. Jerron Glover, the talented sophomore, bringing the play into the huddle for the Tornadoes. Third and five from the Braden River, 35. Big play right here. I, I think it's going to be that wide receiver hitch play. So three receivers now <laughs> to the right of Hayes. Now we have Simmons going in motion. Hand off to Jones. Still moving his feet. Pulls that ball forward and just quickly yanks it back, realizing what kind of danger he was putting himself into and also the ball there. This is like fourth and about be, one. I was going to say, we're going to call this, I mean, depending on the spot here, we'll call it fourth and a long one. Yeah, I would go for it too. I would definitely go for it. I mean, it's a fourth and one. Take a shot. Why not? I mean, there's you're already on your side of the field. Absolutely. You're in plus situation here. 7.25 to go in the first quarter. What's the worst thing that can happen? They start off on the on, on the what, at their own thirty yard, yeah, absolutely thirty one yard line. I mean, or, worst, or best case scenario, you get the first down. So Jones to Hayes is right. Oh, and it hit it hit Simmons. Simmons was going in motion. The snap was early. going right to left, and snap was early ricocheted off a of Booker player, and it's going to be recovered by Braden River. Really no harm, no foul, considering it could have been a lot worse. So Pirates to take over for the second time tonight around their 33-and-a-half-yard line, 7.06 to go in the first quarter. Number 54, that's Malik Scholey with the center, at the center duties for the Tornadoes. Malik with a touchdown Early. in the kickoff classic yep. against Lakeland Kathleen, and we were flying high after that preseason classic. And you can see, you know what I'm saying, you can see the frustration in him right now. He's beating himself up on that. He knows he messed up. Obviously, get yourself together and rebound off that play. Hand off to the other running back, and that's going to be number six, Jaden Thibodeau. So we've seen Hodo and Thibodeau so far for the Pirates out of the backfield. Thibodeau, sophomore, 5'10", 193. Nice little seven and a half, eight yard pickup. Yeah, they'll definitely get some uh, good yardage here from the running game early on. Hand off once again to Thibodeau. Straight up the middle, still on his feet, going to plow ahead to midfield and a fresh set of downs at the 50. 6.39 to go in the first quarter. Big offensive line for the Braden River team. You know, I'm going to say it once and I say it again. Pretty much here for me all night long. This is a physical, well-coached offensive line for this Braden River team. Itrish once again working out of the shotgun. 
Going to hand it off to Thibodeau, and Thibodeau straight ahead. Like About that. three and a half, four yards. I see a helmet of a Tornado player there in the defensive backfield, and that's Cameron Brewer's helmet that came off. He's going to have to come out for one play. He's going to be, replaced, gonna be replaced by Rodrigo Way. Helmet does come off. You are supposed to come off for one play. It's mandatory. It's the same thing in college as well. Uh -huh. Two receivers to Itrish's right, and we've got movement up front, and this will probably be on the tornado. Should be offsides. We'll wait for the official indication you from know, the referee. You know, I was watching the game, uh, Central Michigan versus uh, Western Michigan, and uh, obviously one Quesley Bristol playing for Central Michigan, and uh, I believe he jumped offsides a few times that game because after his, after the one offsides penalty, he drops to the ground and starts banging on the ground. And, you know, I feel like he's having those same problems as he had last year here at the Tornado. Itrish looking over the middle of the field, and he's got nice. a man. Second and one from the 41, and the Tornado, excuse me, the Pirates are going to be all the way at the Tornado 5. Look to be Carson Gota with the reception for the Pirates. Man, he stretched out for that. And that was a nice was, catch. Beautiful nice throw, catch, beautiful yeah. catch. Braden River in business once again with a 7-0 lead, looking to add to it 5.45 to go in the first quarter. Non-district affair here at Tornado Alley. Jameer Tip Hayes was right there, but obviously it's a huge mismatch. I mean, Jameer Hayes about 5-8. Hand off to Thibodeau, breaks a couple tackles at the line of scrimmage and lunges forward for about two. So it should bring up second and goal from the Booker three. Ziggy Williams on the tackle there. You know, Ziggy Williams has kind of had a quiet last two games, if you're not mistaken, Chad. I mean, film I doesn't lie, and you know that number six can make plays, so you might put two, three guys on him at a time. Hand off once again to Thibodeau. He's going to dance around, and he's going to be in the end zone with a three-yard touchdown run. 5:04 to go in the first quarter. Braden River with a 13-0 lead, point after attempt pending. You know, there's obviously, you know, we've seen the threat at running back position that this Braden River team does have, and it looks like they're going to do a little one-two punch all night long between Thibodeau and Jaheim Hodo. So a great catch by Carson Goda to get Braden River to the Booker five. And Toma out for his second point after kick attempt. Low short. line kick. Just barely gets over the crossbar, but make it 14 to nothing, Braden River. And Mr. Wiley, what do the Tornadoes have to do here to answer the bell and keep this thing competitive, already trailing 14 to nothing? I mean, at this point, you're down 14 to nothing. Uh, why don't we try something that we haven't really done that much this year and pass the ball? I mean, at this point, what do you got to lose? You're down 14 to nothing, first quarter. Um, you know, 35 points is, uh, induces a running clock, yep. so... You know, you got the big, tall receiver out there. Let's see what they're uh... – I don't – I like that. But in all reality, I don't think they're really running the ball that bad tonight. I mean, obviously not picking up the first down. Obviously, with the fourth down play, we really, really couldn't see exactly where that was going to pan out. Um, but, but besides that, I mean, the two drives, they've had some positive yards on the run plays. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do run it a little bit more. But I'm not opposed to, to airing it out here, especially if you go down 21 or nothing. I mean, Maybe a little play action or something. It's very interesting when you're 0-5, you're 0-2 in the district. It's going to be very hard to make it to the playoffs. And we're going to 
some scores in Major League Baseball right now. The Atlanta Braves tying things up with a 3-0 win over the St. Louis Cardinals. A wild ninth inning last night in Atlanta. St. Louis scoring four. Atlanta scoring three in the bottom, but it's not enough. St. Louis winning game one, seven to six. Atlanta winning game two, three to nothing. Your Tampa Bay Rays falling earlier to the AL West champion Houston Astros, six to two at Minute Maid Park. Nice kick by Toma. Wow. It's going to get a bounce, and it's going to sneak into the end zone, so Booker will start at its 20-yard line. Mr. Fugers getting the scores ready from around the area. Your Week 7 high school football scoreboard. Probably going to get a few months. Cardinal Mooney. Wow, what has happened to the Cougars? They trail a talented Bishop Vero team 28-7 in the second quarter. Bit of an upset in the smaller schools right now going on. Braden River with a 20-7 lead in the second quarter over St. Stephen's. DeSoto, a 14-0 lead over Lemon Bay. Two of our former district foes in the second quarter. Cape Coral, Mariner, and Port Charlotte scoreless in the first quarter. Same thing for ODA and Northside Christian out of St. Petersburg. Back to action here at Tornado Alley. First and 10 for the Booker Tornadoes. 5.04 to go in the first quarter. It's going to be handed off. Looking to get around to the right side. Still on his feet. Looks like it's going to be a first down for Jones as he's going to be tackled out of bounds around the 31-yard line of the Tornadoes. Great job by blocking on the right side of the offensive line. Looks like that was Alpha Young and uh, Michael Haynes Jr. And another good block by number nine, Jerron Glover. I mean, just an impeccable block right there on wide receiver. Over to hold that guy, had his hands inside. He wasn't going nowhere. He was fighting. Great job by Jerron Glover, able to spring Jaquez Jones to get that first down for the Tornadoes. So chains move for the Tornadoes. Clock winding once again. We're under four and a half minutes to play in the first quarter. Hayes looking to put the ball in the air. He rolls out, and that's going to be a poorly thrown pass as he's looking to go down the right sideline. I wouldn't. I, he should have ran it. He yeah. had a lot of green grass. I think the one defender who was spying him, he could have made him miss. I think that would have been a first down. I think Jameer Hayes was just trying to make a play through the air, though, as well. I think he did get hit as soon as he threw the ball. So that kind of that, I think that's what disrupted the ball a little bit and why it was kind of a duck pass. Yeah, if he would have got it lobbed up there, that was a – It would have been a great one-on-one -on -one pass it because been a big it was one-on-one -on -one with uh, Jerron Glover and the, and the defensive back who was on him. So falls incomplete, bringing it up second and 10 for the Tornadoes at the Braden River 31. We'll get the more scores here in just a second. Man in motion now should make it two receivers each side. Hayes trying to run the option to his left, and it's going to be completely snuffed out. He thought about pitching that and then thought better of it. See, would have, that would have been a bigger loss for, for the yards there. It's going to be about a, looks to be a four-yard loss as the ball is going to be pushed back to what appears to be the Booker 27. Third down play coming up here for the Tornadoes. Got to move the chains. Could be in trouble. Already trailing Braden River 14 to nothing here on STLR Sports Talk. And it's not going to be easy for Braden River to make the playoffs after that 27 to 3 loss to Palmetto last week. Right now, 2 and 4. And with your win percentage being 35% of the tiebreaker this year, the best they can do so far is 6 and 4. They're 2 and 4? Yes. What? Lost to St. Pete Lakewood two weeks ago after beating Manatee and then lost to Palmetto last week. And nothing doing there for Hayes as he's going to be tackled at the 24-yard line. And Roballo out the punt once again. So we're approaching three minutes to play here in the first quarter. Braden River already with a 14-0 lead. Back deep to receive the punt is Robert Gecker. 
And Gecker's going to set himself up around the 47-yard line of the Pirates. Rabala's going to have to get away a doozy here. Rabala will punt it from around the 10. Good enough snap. And he bobbles it, gets it off, and a nice punt by Rabala considering the circumstances. Not a bad punt at all by Kevin Rabala. I tell you what, man. Sophomore kicker. You know, we talk about this. So it's going to get stronger. I think this might be the highlight of the season is, you know, finding somebody who you rely on for the next two years, you know, and the remainder of this year. I, just like you said, and my dad said, you know, his first love is soccer. I get that. But you know what? I mean, you can seriously be considered for some good colleges, man. If you keep kicking and keep getting stronger and keep, keep getting some good accuracy, man, because I tell you what. He has just improved every single time this season. Could have been disaster there as he bobbled the punt but gets a 27-yarder away. Fair catch called for by Gecker exactly at midfield. Braden River ready to go for the third time. Itrish hands it off. Hodo hit after about a three-yard gain. Should bring up second and seven from the Booker 47. Number six, Ziggy Williams on the tackle there. Clean, helped cleaned up by number 22. I'd like to see more schools get in the hunt for Ziggy Williams. 3.5 grade point average senior this year. Transferred over from Riverview. One of the bright spots. And we got a man jumping offsides for the Tornadoes. And, and don't look guilty there. It's bad enough you jumped offsides, but then you I'd exactly point. sold it. Yeah. Point. I would definitely point, man. I'm definitely a pointing type of guy. And that does not look good, Chad. Looks like number eight, Jacquez Jones, is on the bench right now with trainer, trainer Kev. And I hate to see you lose him here tonight because obviously that means you're down to one running back, and that's with that's uh, Marquevious Simmons. Second and two after the penalty. Itrish looking to put it in the air. He's got a man on the right sideline, and it's going to be pass interference on the Tornadoes. Turn your head. Yep, got to turn that head. believe they're going to call that on way, face guarding. If you turn your head there, the, the ball hits you right in the back of the neck. Josh Thomas, the intended receiver for Braden River. And probably the best thing there to commit the pass interference because it'll be a 15-yard mark off as opposed to giving up a touchdown in the NFL. A lot different there as we go to the spot of the foul. We'd be Sir. inside the five right now. So the ball should be spotted around the Booker 27 as we're marching forward, waiting for the official here to spot it. Took a stutter step there. So we'll call it a, the 28-yard line of Booker. First down for Braden River. They lead 14 to nothing. Clock stopped after the pass interference penalty. 153 to play in the first quarter. And all he has to do is get his head turned around. That's perfectly covered defense right there by the Tornadoes. Hodo in the backfield with Itrish. He takes the handoff and another nice gain by Hodos. He's inside the 25 to the 22-yard line of the Tornadoes. So about five and a half on that carry for Hodo, the junior transfer from the Booker Nation. So Michael Haynes Jr. coming over from Braden River to Booker, and Hodo, I guess, the player that they were traded for. Yeah, guess a little nifty trade there between the two schools, and of course, that's not official. We're just making a joke here. Don't need the FHSALR down our throats. Itrish looking to put it in the air. He's got a man right at the sticks. Nice Receiver's going to go out of bounds. Should be a first down. We'll wait for the spot as it was Gecker on the reception for Braden River. Great concentration there by Gecker. So they're gonna say he was just short of the stick. 
It's going to bring up third and a short one from the 28. Excuse me, the 18. Dittrich has two receivers to his left. He's going to hand it off to Hodo. Hodo to the left. Picks up his blockers inside the five, and he's going to be down at the one-yard line. What oh. a block by, the, uh, by the, the, the Poland guard there. Picks up Michael Haynes Jr. to spring Jaheim Hodo for that big run. Wow. That's great offensive line blocking right there. I mean, just a great play calling as well. Hodo's going to get in the end zone for his second touchdown. Yeah, right he here. wants it. You can tell. Pirates making it look easy so far. With a 14-0 lead, first and goal from the one. Hand off to Hodo. Like Dances around them. the original line of scrimmage there. Made some guys miss. Could have been tackled for a loss. It's not going to be a touchdown as he's just going to get a couple inches further. So second and goal from about the three-quarters yard line. 38 seconds left here in this first quarter. See if the Booker Tornadoes can stop them on this goal line situation here. They must operate strictly out of that shotgun because I would just quarterback sneak this in. They're going to hand off to Hodo. Alpha Young is there in the backfield but cannot secure the tackle as Jaheim Hodo goes in for the touchdown. Second touchdown of the day for Jaheim Hodo. A 12-yard touchdown run to open the scoring and a one-yard touchdown run there by Hodo. 18.3 seconds left in the first quarter. Braden River will look to add to its 20-0 lead as Toma is out for the point after kick. And we don't mean to mention it, not trying to get any bad omens out there, but the running clock and the mercy rule kicks in at 35. Come here, low Debbie. snap, low kick once again by Toma, but it's going to be good enough to get through. 21-0, Pirates. Call me a Debbie Downer, call me a negative all you want, but you know what I mean? This is a good football team here we're playing. This is not, you know, they're two and four, but you know what? Their record shows differently. I mean, they've played some very, very good teams. You know, and we played some good teams, but, you know, this is essentially going to be one of the better teams we play all season long. And, you know, if you make any type of mistake, they are going to take advantage of them every single time. And, again, they're showing out here tonight with a 21-point lead. One of those losses quarter. is the Largo. One of those losses is the St. Pete Lakewood. One of them is to the sixth, excuse me, the third-ranked team in 6A in Palmetto. And this is a program that's got playoff experience, battled with Venice in 7A, and we won't go into those battles because sometimes they go off the field. Sometimes people need to act like adults, and that's on the Venice side and the Braden River side. more the Venice side than the Braid <laughs> River side, though, considering what we know and pretty much anybody else knows. Right. Braden River also losing to Riverview this year. Looks like it's going to be another onside kick. He's standing up close. So or another little pooch kick. Yes, he's about a yard off the football. Last time he kicked this short right here. Look. Oh, no. Going to pop it up, and there's a fair catch going to be called for at the 31-yard line. On the coverage for Braden River, JoJo Carter. So the Tornadoes facing a 21-0 deficit. 17.4 seconds left in the first quarter. Ball should be placed at the 31 of Booker as the Tornadoes get ready for this drive. 
And if you don't start to see something from the Jameer Hayes-led offense, do you try another alternative at quarterback with Cleve Benson out tonight with the shoulder injury? I, I don't know if they have another option, to be honest with you. I mean, number eight, Jacquez Jones, he's taking his shoulder pads off. I think he's done for the rest of the night, too. So that's just another tough scenario. And look at, like, I got number nine, Jerron Glover running the ball. Glover takes the handoff. He's going to be met by a couple of Braden River defenders at the 32. So a pickup of about one, one and a half. And that should be the final play of the first quarter. After 12 minutes of play here at Tornado Alley, Braden River completely in control with a 21-0 lead. I mean, at this point in the season, too, I mean, you, you really don't have um, high playoff hopes. You, you, you know, you're almost kind of eliminated out of the playoff picture. I mean, here's the thing is you look at it in the NBA, you look at it at the NFL, you look at it at Major League Baseball, when you would take what is the equivalent of 0-5 for a high school football team that has relatively slim to none chances of reaching the playoffs for the third straight year, so that streak will most likely be broken. It's a real challenge for the coaching staff. If this is in professional sports, you start to deal guys away. You try to start your rebuild. These are high school kids. They have four years of eligibility. So what you stress to these kids over the last five games, we're going to play some good teams here and on the road. Opportunity to get film against a lot of great players. Film does not lie, and that film can get you to the next level. If you already have offers, that film can get you a better offer. If you've got offers from D2, NAIA schools, that film can get you more money. So plenty of play for, and, and that's the challenge for coaching staffs at the high school level that have to deal with this at 0-5 right now as we get ready to begin the second quarter. Hayes working out of that pistol shotgun, fakes the handoff to Glover and calls his own number and picks up about four yards. So this should bring up third and three from the 37 for the Tornadoes. And I don't think we're going to see very much passing um, tonight. No, maybe self-preservation in a lot of ways as we go to Bayshore next week for another district game. Broken play. Bobbled snap there and not much doing for Hayes as he tried to make something happen. So it should bring up fourth and three, and we should see Rabalo once again for another punt. There's Liam O'Malley out the snap, and here comes Kevin Rabalo. So disheartening to see, you know, this tornado offense just really can't get anything going, man. It's, you know, you, you want them to say throw the ball, but it's just like you don't want to just give them the ball to try to just well, take and, advantage and, of this and, game. But it's I mean, so you, you have to make this look respectable, and here's the thing. You put the ball in the air right now. Who knows what can happen? Two out of three things happen when you put the ball in the air, and they're mostly bad. Bad snap. He's going to pick it up on the bounce. Not much pressure applied. Takes a Braden River bounce at the 41 to the 43, and that's where the Pirates will start this possession as the ball is down by the Tornadoes. Let's be real for this Booker offense. I mean, at the end of the day, you're missing a couple of key players. You're missing some, you know, important players on this offense. You can only work with what you got. And, I mean, you know, this is a school that's been thin at quarterback for the last couple of years. Um, behind Mouse, they're, you know, they probably don't have very many arms. You know, unfortunately, because the way that uh, – you know, the schools are, and the rules and regulations are. It's not like they can bring up their JV quarterback as like a backup tonight in, in you know, case of said emergency or something like that. So, I mean, you're pretty much just stuck with the players you got on the field. 
and some you know sometimes you might just be putting the the best athlete back there at quarterback. Exactly. Itrish working again out of the shotgun. He's going to roll out, finds a man still on his feet into Booker territory. It's going to be out of bounds all the way to the Booker 39. Connor Lasada on the reception once again for the Pirates. Move the chains as it'll be first and 10 from the Tornado 39. Two, excuse me, now three receivers to Itrish's left. Thibodeau in the backfield. Thibodeau's going to take the handoff. Met at the line of scrimmage. No gain there for the Pirates, bringing up second down and 10 from the Booker 39. Number 50, Maurice Brown. Seeing him playing most of the offensive line all season long. And his shot on D-line making a big play for the Tornadoes. On the defensive side, no gain for Braden River there. So it looks like we'll have two receivers each side. Goda and Lasada to the right. Going to fake the handoff. Looking Wide over the middle of the field. He's got a man at the 20. Still on his feet as he breaks a tackle at the 15. Goes to his left and he's in the end zone. Flag comes in from the sideline. It's not a face mask. Don't call the face mask. He had him on his shoulder. Josh Thomas. That's all. Oh, wow. So that's a face mask. Okay. Thomas, a 39-yard touchdown pass from Itrish. And Braden River taking a 27-0 lead with 9.34 to go in the first half. Braden River's making it look so easy, man. This is a good football team. This really is. If they can find a way to get in the playoffs. Yeah, they're one of the best teams in Bradenton, you know, the Bradenton area. Obviously, you know, Palmettos can be kind of considered that. But, I mean, you know, as far as, you know, the southeast, the uh, Lakewood Ranches. and, and you know, I mean, Manatee, we've seen southeast, like and I mean, southeast is in the district with Braden River. Braden River is a lot better than southeast, and southeast looked dang good. Yeah. So, Toma. Last two point afters have been low. That one, he pops up. It <laughs> hits the crossbar and bounces over. Braden River must be living right somehow, some way. 28 nothing. The football gods are good to them tonight. Yeah. I mean, that just looked awful. I mean, it looked worse than like the last yeah. two. He just completely popped it up. It hits the crossbar and just, like, just bounce back. It Booker breaks somehow and it bounces over. Some of these parents put a little extra in the, in the uh, collection plate or something this week because that was just, like, such the most luckiest thing that could ever happen. So start of your football weekend on this Friday. High school, colleges tomorrow, NFL on Sunday and Monday. Big game in the SEC. Florida Gators and those Auburn Tigers. War Eagle. Florida's got a tough oh, I tell next you, four Aiden, games, man. When Aiden called you guys after the Florida-Miami game, he was talking about Florida somehow playing for the national title. As it looks like his personal foul is going to be marked off on that last touchdown reception, and Braden Rivers should kick from the Booker 45. I think that's a terrible call, by the way. I don't, I don't understand how he took so late to put the, to throw that flag. This referee didn't see none of that. I, I, Nothing was thrown towards the middle of yeah, the field was, where the alleged foul happened. The flag came from the Braden River sideline. It looked like it was thrown around the 30, 35-yard line. Either way, it was called. Like one of the Orioles players this year, when they started their awful season and walked the bases loaded, excuse me, gave up a bases loaded walk, and they asked him about it after the game and said it looked pretty close. He said the umpire said it was a ball. 
that's the thing. You can complain about calls. You can complain about playing time. It is what it is. You have to react to the situation. And speaking of react to the situation, Booker trailing 28 to nothing, taking over on the offensive side of the ball. Purple and gold will be moving right to left. And see, you know, one thing about not really having uh, a passing game being kind of one-dimensional right now, you know, this, this Braden River team, they can stack the box. Yep. They're, they're bringing the heat on every play. It's not really so much where's the blocking. It's they don't have enough personnel to block. Read down Lima, but they'll rush four, looking to find, I believe that's Jones out of the backfield, and nothing happening there on the pass play. So they're trying to dial up something to make something work as the clock stops on the incomplete pass with nine and a half to go here in the first half. Kind of glad that play went, kind of went um, incomplete because. Yeah, if he catches it, he probably hit for a two-year loss. He was right there. Isaiah Crest was right there to clean Jerron Glover up. So Glover in the backfield once again. Bobbled snap. Hayes picks it up. That's not a face mask. It's not a horse collar, at least. Same exact thing just happened in the last play that you called a face mask, and now that, okay. Instead, it's a four-yard loss for the Tornadoes, bringing up third and 14. You would think you'd get those plays at home. Well, at least a horse collar call there. You would think that you'd get it in a 28 nothing game I at mean, this come point. On, refs, Nine like, minutes to go here in the second quarter. You can use a little help. And you just want to make sure things don't get out of hand, too. Yeah. That's a, well, that's I think a good they way to get out of here because I, th I don't think they want to be here. We'll see if the you fans feel the same way. Off that 15 yard penalty earlier. So Hayes working out of that pistol shotgun. He'll take the snap about two yards. Toss sweep. Jones is going to be clipped in the backfield. We got a flag come in late. I thought that was Glover. Yeah, it was Glover. You're correct. Sorry about that. I think Jones is out. Jones is out. We don't seem. Sitting on a bench necessarily unless he's taking his jersey off. Well, they took his pads off last time I seen. Hold on the tornadoes going to be declined. Ball at the 14-yard line. So fourth and 16 and another punting opportunity for Kevin Raballo, the sophomore. I just got to ask guys right now because I think it's kind of appropriate. Do we get one win this season? Tell you, running out of chances. Bayshore next week. Chamberlain on the road is going to be tough. We got Gibbs here at home. Okay, Gibbs at home. Okay, maybe we got Bayshore. Maybe, maybe we two. Got, maybe we got Gibbs. Bayshore going for its second win tonight as Northport comes to Balvan Stadium. And Raballo's punt's going to be down by Liam O'Malley at the 44 yard line of the Tornadoes. So 30 yard punt unofficially there by Raballo. Braden River taking over once again, 28-0 lead, 8.20 to go in the second quarter. I mean, I'm going to be 100% real here to answer your question, Derek. And this isn't trying to, you know, down the team or anything like that, but there just looks like no offensive spark without Mouse Benson on, on, on the sideline. Um, to me, I feel like he was a, a guy that kind of created a little bit of, uh, you know, a little, little pep in the step, if you will, for the Booker offense. And, he, you know, he's missing here, and you can really tell. Bayshore with a 7-0 lead already over Northport. DeSoto County all over Lemon Bay, 21-0. Braden and Christian, 27-7 over St. Stephen so far. 
Itrish oh. is going to roll out and fire short and incomplete for the intended receiver. Cardinal Mooney down 28 in the second quarter against Bishop Verreau. I say the Cougars' playoff hopes are done. Bishop Verreau's always been a good team, though. No, they've only given up, I think, 55 points this year in their first five games. But still, we expected so much more out of this Cardinal Mooney team. Port Charlotte with a 7-0 lead over Cape Coral Mariner. It's scoreless ODA and Northside Christian. IMG National with a 15-0 lead over a team from Ontario. That's right, Ontario. And St. Francis out of Maryland with a 14-0 lead over Venice in the first quarter. Moving on, more scores. Lehigh Acres 7-3 over Charlotte at the half. Scoreless Sarasota and Southeast in the first quarter. Same thing for Manatee and Coconut Creek. As I mentioned, end of the first quarter, Bayshore with a 7-0 lead over Northport. So fresh set of downs for Braden, and Braden River. 33-yard line of the Tornadoes. Itrish working out of the shotgun once again. Hands it off to Hodo. Hodo straight ahead, still on his feet. And looks like he picks up maybe nine and a half, possibly a first down. We will move the chains. Two Booker players are hurt right now, it looks like. Two Booker players slow to get up. Looks like number 22. Braden River getting the play from the sideline, not taking much time at all, realizing there might be a possible Miss personnel Miss. advantage here. I get it, and I don't get it. I, I, I don't get looking at the sideline to get a play. It's just easier to bring in receivers and rotate them and bring in those plays. And you don't have to necessarily use receivers all the time. There's ways to do that to make it more effective. Before we had posters with photos on it of, like, Pam Anderson and Bugs Bunny and, like, a University of Maryland so logo. Weird. I mean, just the absolutely goofiest stuff gets put on these cards, as we saw last week with Robinson. <laughs> Not the same thing with Braden River. I mean, it looks like there's no cards on the sideline. There are no posters. And the Braden River kids look over and must get signals. It's so funny. I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm not even going to say nothing. Now, do you know who the office coordinator is for, for Braden River? Does that, do we have that anywhere? Because... I mean, it may be Kerr Bradley. From what I understand, Kerr Bradley, the head coach himself, takes care of a lot of that stuff. First and 10 for Braden River at the Booker 23. Fires complete. Receiver still on his feet and inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. That's Gecker. Makes a couple moves there, man. Oh, and five. I, I think if you ask why, you'll answer your own question. I just, I, I'm not even talking about that. It's more or less, you know, they got the center down there. He's teaching them how to, and they're trying to teach them completely different way to snap the ball. Like, I just don't get why you're trying to make something switch completely now. Like, let him get used to what he's doing. Yeah, you can't give the kid reps on the sideline. Hodo takes the handoff. He's going to be inside the 10-yard line to about the eight, bringing up a first and goal situation for the Pirates. Cheerleaders still putting in their full effort. May pick them up in the background. 6.44 to play in the second quarter. First and goal for Braden River from the Booker 8. Itrish with the pitch to Hodo. He's right down into the goal line. 
They're gonna probably mark him at the one. Looking at the two maybe from this uh, side, Judge, on closest to us. It could just be the inevitable for Braden River as 35 will kick in what, that running clock. You know, I just seem like that Braden Rivers kickers have problems after problems after problems. And, the, and I swear to God, if he misses his field goal, Chad, and don't make it 35, I'm going to be so upset. Hodo takes the handoff. And we wait for the official signal, and we've got a touchdown. Braden River, 6.01 to go in the second quarter. Should make it 34 to nothing. What are we talking about? Should. It does. Wait for Toma to come out and kick. So, yeah, I remember covering a baseball game one time, college. And kid comes out, he hits two bombs. Bigger kid. This isn't D1 level or anything like that go to the bottom of the ninth, he decides to kick one and let two runs score. So we go to eventually the 15th inning where said kid hits a home run in the top of the 15th and his team holds on for the win. Oh yeah, could be agonizing at times. Toma out for the point after. Oh my God. And it does not get over the crossbar. So it'll stay 34-2-0, Braden River. Unsuccessful point-after attempt there by Brett Toma. Toma, responsible for Braden River's only points last week against Palmetto, that 24-point setback. Can I just jinx that? It's your fault. Is it my fault? No. I, oh, my God! We were flirting with disaster. Oh, my gosh. I tell you what, I look on the sideline and I just see three or four tornado players holding something, limping on something. This is a banged up team right here tonight, playing a really good, healthy Braden River team. Travion Thomas looks to be favoring his right leg, now pointing towards his ankle. So tornadoes trail 34 to nothing. Braden River missing the extra point kick after the two-yard touchdown run by Hodo. So Hodo with a 12-yard touchdown run, a one-yard touchdown run, and now a two-yard touchdown run for the Pirates. Mercy rule in high school football is a 35-point lead. 6.01 to go here in the first half. And I understand here that you want to continue what you do throughout the season and everything like that, but there should be no deception here on the kickoff for Braden River. Thomas should just run up from this thing from about 10 yards away instead of lining up a yard like he has been. Going to pop it up once again towards the Booker sideline. Fair catch is going to be called by Marquavia Simmons at the Booker 35. And that's just a matter of they, they just don't respect the Booker offense to be able to move the ball. So they don't care about the, uh, the, the field position. The field yeah. position. They're, they're kind of playing more for, like, if they play some of the tougher teams, they, you know, they're kind of using this as a practice, if you will, almost like a scrimmage. Like, hey, we're going to try some onside field stuff. We're going to try some pooch kicks. One thing we can say is the Booker kids have been coached up on special teams in that situation to call for a fair catch, mm -hmm. just as Simmons did there. So completely empty backfield. 
We'll have Gordon go in motion. Jet sweep, he's still on his feet. Nice pick up there by Glover. 10 and a half yards, bringing it to the 45 and a half yard line of the Tornadoes. That's good enough for a first down. 551 to go in the second quarter. What are those called? Free runners? May just see a steady dose here of Jerron Glover. Empty backfield. Glover goes in motion. Takes the handoff is Glover. Picks Maybe up about yard, yeah. yeah. So it's to bring up second and nine. We'll give him two there as the ball is going to be placed at the 47 of the Tornadoes. 5-11 to go, yeah. 5-11 to go in the second quarter. Braden River with a 34-0 lead. Tornadoes. Drive here where they need to put something together. The backfield once again. Simmons goes in motion. Not a horse collar. Mm. So Do not know how they missed that. You, you got to err on the side of caution there if you're the officials. <laughs> I think Braden River missed that field goal on purpose. Try to get some extra time out of this. Get more reps for backups and third stringers. I'm just saying, man. I mean, it's how you build depth. That's what they did to us last year. They built up the big lead, and they. it's a great way to build a program. You let your sophomores and juniors that don't start get significant reps if you're able to build a lead. 4.15 to go in the second quarter. Going to be third and eight for the Tornadoes. Hayes is rolling to his right. He's going to keep it himself. Flag. I think I saw a flag. He's in Braden River territory. He's at the 35. Another flag. And he's finally going to be tackled close to the Braden River sideline at the 30-yard line. I want to know what this flag is back here because there was no Braden River player. There was no player, there period. There was nobody. Holding, I bet. All of them, were, but there was nobody there, Craig. Unless, the, unless it took him that long to take, grab his flag out of his britches and throw it. There and was what, nobody in the well, area. Well, this one here is a block in the back. What Derek is saying is, is there is a flag. There are multiple flags on the field, but there is a flag about two yards behind the original line of scrimmage. When he threw it, Jameer Hayes was almost down the field, and there was no Braden River players on the field. And that's where they're going to mark line. it off from. They're going to mark it off from about the 44. Why has Play started at the 47. Holding. Block in the back. Oh, block in the back. Turn that, that one down, holding that they enforce. How do you call holding there toward the Braden River sideline on the opposite side of where we are when there were no players? I, I don't I mean, understand it. it. I really and if anything, when the, when the play started, Hayes goes to his left, and then when he gets some room, he has to cut to the middle of the field, cuts again. So a big gain taken away there. Third and a bus ride from the 34 of Booker. Hayes looking to throw, avoids a sack. Not going to be lucky there as he's going to be planted into the 31-yard line. I think it's astounding when your quarterback's bouncing around from two players in the backfield and two of your offensive linemen are just standing around looking for cotton candy, I guess, on the sideline because – I don't understand it, man. I don't understand what it takes for these kids to move their feet 
I mean, Rasheed Robinson is just, you know, he's doing it all year long to where he is just so lazy and so flat-footed out on the field. It's ridiculous. And it's crazy. You know, I've talked to my dad about this, you know. Why do you have him out there if he doesn't care? We don't got nobody else. I mean, I'd put somebody out there who at least cares. New punter for the Tornadoes. It's going to take the snap around the 17-yard line. Nice snap. Low line drive kick. That was Rabalo. To field it at the 40 there. I'm surprised they didn't call a face mask there. Eventually, this thing's going to be whistled down around the 45-yard line. late flag comes in all the way from him over there. What are you seeing, Mr. Official? You're on the Braden River sideline at the 40-yard line, and you're throwing a flag in the middle of the field on the 45 on the other side? What do you see? We'll find out. I mean, that's, that's not his call. I mean, as late as that thing was, if nothing is thrown by official in the vicinity, you uh, can't do it. Personal foul <laughs> on the tornadoes. Oh, my goodness. This has been some of the most poor officiating I think I've ever seen all season long. I, I mean, I thought wow. what it might be. And we've seen these guys before. They were just as careless in the last time we've seen them. I thought of what, what it might be considering where the flag was thrown from is that something was heard from the Braden River sideline. Instead, I, it's going to be a personal foul on the tornadoes. I tell you what, man. <laughs> I think if a referee can barely run, I don't think they need to be on the field. Just completely out of position, like, in my opinion. I don't understand that, man. Great field position for the Pirates. 2.43 Good to go score. in the second quarter. Ball's going to be placed at the 39 of Booker as we start this drive. Itrish out of the shotgun, looking to put it in the air. He's got a man completely wide open. That is Gecker, 39-yard touchdown reception by Gecker. And that'll make it 40 to nothing, 234 to play in the first half. Clock will run for the remainder of the first half and for all the second half. <laughs> Chad, you seem defeated there. <laughs> I mean, how we've hung in this far, this long, it's 40 to nothing now. Braden River will move to three and four on the season. Booker will drop, though, in six. Could we see a 75 to nothing type ball game from Braden River here tonight like we've seen from Sarasota? I, I really don't know. I think that once this thing starts to roll, we just won't get in that situation because I doubt the Tornadoes will put the ball in the air, do something careless. I mean, I, I do have faith that Booker can beat Titusville. Think so? Yeah. Let's hope. I don't understand how the kid goes from kicking field goals like that to missing <laughs> the last one. No, it was high and long and right through to make it 41 nothing, Braden River. Book of coverage brought to you by our friend Todd Wrenchler. Thank you, Todd, for being the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, he quit listening a long time ago. He's sure. like, what, 28 nothing? I'm out. <laughs> Do something with the wife and kid. We'll he better. just bought a spot in Georgia, man. He was telling me about it. The mountains up there. Georgia. So he's he's licensed in Georgia too, folks. If you're looking to buy property in the state of Georgia or the state of Florida, get a hold of our friend Todd Rentsler at Forbes Property Group. Georgia, Georgia. So how about everybody kind of knows that, you know, you, you associate that song with, with Ray Charles. Um, 
heard Ray Charles, and I heard this years ago, obviously, because where I'm from, but uh, Ray Charles doing John Denver's Country Roads. One of those where the remake, so to speak, is better than the original. I'm not really a huge fan of that song. What? Are you un-American? I think it's overrated. Are you kidding me? No, you know what's overrated is Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Yeah, that's a good one. That and Chick-fil-A Waffle Fries. Never heard of it. You bring up Chick-fil-A, and I was looking to put this reference in, and I didn't know how I would do this, but (laughs) I just don't know how Aiden is so cool with Chick-fil-A and yet associated with theater and everything else out there. You know, you would think that there would be one of those things that he would get some resistance from some people on both sides there. But that kid absolutely loves Chick-fil-A. Like, I think, like, you know, it's a second house of worship. Can I tell you something? I eat Chick-fil-A almost every day for work. Do you, do you get the minis? No. No, because it's lunch. They need to bring it back. Bring back the minis. All day How come the clock's not running? Get ready here for the clock to run as Booker's going to start this possession around his 28. Handoff dances around, then finally lunging forward. Nice little pickup there on the handoff. That was Jameer Hayes receiving the handoff from Jerron Glover. So it looks like Glover's going to be handling the signal calling duties as he gets a play from the sideline, calls it with his teammates in the huddle. Under two minutes to play here in the second quarter. Braden River leads 41 to nothing in this non-district affair. Trip receivers to Glover's right now. Man in motion. We got movement up front. That's going to be on the Tornadoes. Michael Haynes, Jr., on the false start for the Tornadoes, moving back another five yards. Just trying to find a way to make the clock stop. <laughs> well, you know, you want to get more reps out there. <laughs> Remember, he transferred from Raiden River last year, so he might be trying to help him out, you know. Maybe somebody needs a record or something over there. <laughs> How about that major league game, though? The, the, the kid for the Rangers needs a 200th strikeout to get some kind of bonus or whatever in the ninth inning. Guys running in foul territory to get ready to snag a fly ball. And his whole team and the pitcher's like, don't, don't, no, no. They let it drop. And he comes back and he gets the strikeout on the next pitch. That's cool. Yeah, but at the same time, man, you're showing somebody. I mean, it was one of those clearly could made the play in foul territory. Jermaine Harris with a pretty nice run last go around getting about a – Looks like an eight, nine-yard run there, third and about five here for the Tornadoes. Takes a handoff to Hayes, calls his own number. Met with some resistance at the 35, lunges ahead to the 36, and this should bring up a fourth down as we approach 45 seconds to go in the second quarter. Here comes O'Malley to snap. Here comes Roballo to punt. I think you may actually be able to get away with one here. We could just go to the locker room and the half without getting a punt off. We'll see if we get that indication of 10 seconds left on the play clock. Folks that have been to Tornado not Tornado Alley know this is not a spot that has play clocks on the field, so we usually look to the officials. Arm is being raised. Nine seconds to go. Under five. I think they're just going to call it. I think we're just going to be fine here. 
Even with a, even if the play clock did call out, I think they would have just called it and yeah. let it go out regardless. So we'll go ahead and take about a 15-minute break. We'll be back with some scores, but enjoy our halftime entertainment as we get ready for the third quarter. Braden River with a 41-0 lead. Appreciate you listening to the Booker football coverage here on STLR Sports Talk. Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemon Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. This is an emergency. This is not a test. A tornado warning has been issued. Please do take heed. Get in your tornado shelters right now. We can't stress this enough. Strong gust of defense and lightning speed will be in full effect tonight. Also, be on the lookout for touchdown belts and hard hits. Big plays and big game. Let's go. So batten down the hatches and take cover as the STLR Sports Talk crew brings you Booker football coverage live from Tornado Alley and beyond. Get ready for the second half of this non-district affair at Tornado Alley. And good news, Booker High fans, this one should be rather quick as we will have a running clock. Mercy rule kicked in for the second half as Braden River leads 41 to nothing. Jaheem Hodo, the Booker transfer with three touchdown runs for the Pirates tonight. We get right into the scores from around the area before we start action here in the second half. Cardinal Mooney losing at halftime to Fort Myers Bishop Vero in the rivalry game. The Bishop Nevin Cup, by the way. 49-7 Vikings over the Cougars. Braden and Christian, a bit of a surprise at the small school level. 33-14 lead over St. Stephen's at the half. DeSoto County, and we saw it come together for DeSoto County about two years ago. They made the playoffs last year. They lead Lemon Bay 27-7 in the third quarter. Port Charlotte with a halftime lead of 20-12 over Cape Coral Mariner. IMG National all over the team from Ontario, 43-0 at the half. St. Francis out of Maryland with a 28-0 lead over Venice in the second quarter. Northport with a touchdown, extra point attempt, no good. They trail Bayshore 7-6 at the half. Manatee with a 10-7 lead over Coconut Creek in the second quarter. Sarasota all over Southeast in the second quarter. Sailors 17-6. Charlotte 10-7 leaders over Lehigh Acres in the third quarter. And Lakewood Ranch with a 9-0 lead over Tampa Bay Christian Academy in the first quarter. And I don't know much about Tampa Bay Christian Academy, but that doesn't sound like a school that should be playing a 7A school in Lakewood Ranch, but is what it is. So Braden River actually going to get the kickoff here to start the second half. Appreciate you hanging with us tonight for Booker football action here on STLR Sports Talk. Chad Brockoff, Craig Wiley Jr. in the second generation tornado, Derek Fugers. Tornadoes without their usual starter at quarterback, Cleve Benson out with a shoulder injury and the offense has been searching for answers throughout most of the night. Braden River offense moving the ball at will against the tornadoes tonight. Braden River, I mean, Book of Tornadoes without Jacquez Jones. He hurt. Dwan Gordon hurt his leg in the last game. 
you know, he's out for probably a good remainder of the season. Uh, was told at halftime that they're down to, they're down four DBs, Chad. Four defensive backs they are down for cause of the injury. So the Booker team is just torn apart by injury and all types of suffering. So, so that's why we've seen guys like Rodrigo Way trying to make things happen tonight for the Tornadoes. Kevin Raballo. Nice kick. Kickoff's going to be fielded and actually just fumbled at the 12-yard line before being recovered. Returner still on his feet as he's going to be tackled just short of the 40-yard line. Got to go to the second page of my Braden River roster because that's 25 and only 24 numbers listed on the <laughs> front page. And there's no 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you deal with when you cover high school football. It's adventure every Friday night when you're out there. Appreciate your friends at HT Preps updating the scoreboard, allowing us to provide those scores See for you. From that the area. Oh, no, I found out who did it, um, and he actually listened to about 52 minutes of our game last week because they didn't cover it. Oh, so they were checking us out, were they? Yes. You're welcome, HT. Dennis Mafazzoli in the house tonight for the HT. Oh, he is here tonight? Yep. Okay. Game being covered. He hasn't seen Booker yet. Hand off to Thibodeau. Thibodeau still on his feet at Man. midfield and is finally going to be finished off by the Tornadoes at the Booker 49. He kept the legs churning. Where's he at? On the Braden River side? Because I don't see him tonight. I haven't seen him on the field at all. Nothing. Phil and I saw him before the game. He was over on the Braden River sideline. Trenton Hedgepath, the quarterback yeah, right now <laughs> for right the now. Pirates. Two receivers each side. Hand off to Thibodeau. We got whistles. First flag of the night, I believe, on Braden River, if I'm not mistaken. Looks I, like it's going to be a procedure I, on nope. the Pirates. Sorry, opening kickoff, right? Oh, yep. Open kickoff. They're making plays on defense and actually turned down a couple penalties on the Booker offense early on. First and 15 now from the Pirate 46. Hedgepith fakes the handoff, fires complete on the right side, still on his feet. Going to be tackled finally at the 42-yard line of the Tornadoes. Junior quarterback Trenton Hedgepith, 5'10", 140 pounds. He's going to get the start of the second half here for the Braden River Pirates. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those uh, – Starters for Braden River won't see the rest of this game because, you know, they got a comfortable lead, 41-0. Carson Goda with the catch for Braden River. Second and four from the 43-yard line of the Tornadoes. Hedgepith working again out of the shotgun. Trip receivers to his left. He's going to hand off to Thibodeau. Thibodeau makes a couple men miss at the line of scrimmage, still on his feet. And he's going to be tackled at the 40-yard line. Should bring up a third and one. Under eight and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. Clock will run entirely for the second half unless there is a timeout called. So incomplete passes, plays that go out of bounds. Clock will continue to roll because of the 35-point mercy rule. You're thankful for small favors after a while. Hand off to Thibodeau. He's got a first down and much more on the draw play inside the 30-yard line to about the 27. 
So Tell you what, Braden River moving this ball at will here tonight, doing whatever they want. It starts they up want. front. It really does. And year in and year out, they just line it up up front, and they're going to knock you in the mouth. They, it's a lot tougher team than what people give them credit for. So, again, trip receivers to the left of Hedgepeth. He's going to work out of the shotgun. Bobbles the snap and just falls on it with a couple tornado defenders in pursuit. Smart play. I mean, you ball, but you get right back on it, and, you know, we just seen them go first to 15 and get a first down off that run play by Thibodeau. So, obviously, smart play by uh, the quarterback. They're able to fall right back on that ball, secure the ball. Still waiting for the band to make its way back to its section here on the tornado side. Oh, no, they're done for the night, man. Equipment's still there, but kind of can't blame them in a 41-0 game. First time the clock has rolled because of the mercy rule in three weeks for the Tornadoes, a 48-0 loss in the district opener against Tampa Jesuit. Thibodeau met right at the line of scrimmage. It's going to bring up third and probably about 15 here. Wouldn't be surprised if Braden River airs it out here. Try to go for that first down on that third and long. And good thing for us, if it falls incomplete, the clock will still continue to roll, as we mentioned, because of the mercy rule. Derek may have jinxed it, though, as Braden River went up 34-0 in the second quarter. And there were some suspect point-after attempts by Braden River up until that point. And then the one that we need to come through. Pass is going to be intercepted at the 8-yard line by the Tornadoes. Jerron Glover with the pick. Glover still on his feet in the return all the way to the 45-yard line. Something to get excited here for the Tornadoes. And the Booker Tornadoes are going to get a flag on the call. Is this going to be for an excessive three, celebration? Number three, Trevion Thomas was just jaw-jacking with number 13 for the Braden River Pirates. And referee, I Carson guess, heard Carson Goda for the Pirates. Hopefully these offset. Nope. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the Booker Tornadoes. I don't really get how you call that on a team that's losing 48 to nothing. At the same time, you're losing 41 to nothing. Don't run your I, mouth. I completely agree, but I, I'm with you. I'm with you on both. I, I see both sides of it. The fact is, is we can take solace in the clock but is moving. But if you're going to throw the flag, throw it on both Correct. players. Correct. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like in all reality, that's the fair call there because you know, I, unless 13 it was, was jaw jacking just as much as Trevion Thomas was, unless Trevion Thomas said, said something, something that you really exactly. shouldn't be able to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Kind of like when Fernandes is covering football here next to us and we get pick him up <laughs> on a live mic. F-bomb. Yeah, sometimes you can't say pan on the field. <laughs> so head coach Baraka Atkins talking with both officials, trying to get an explanation on exactly why the flag was thrown. Sherman Rackley, the assistant coach for the Booker Tornadoes, longtime assistant defensive line coach, not happy with that whatsoever, voicing his displeasure I too. Me I mean, and and, and Sherm's been around for the great days, and he's around right now like a bunch of other guys on this staff. And, and I think they're saying the same thing you were saying, Derek. At, you know, you, you throw it on both guys. In all reality, like, in, unless something bad was said by Trevion Thomas, I can see it. But if they're just jawjacking and saying, you're soft, blah, 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 blah then you, you just got to keep that flag in your pocket. In all reality, I mean, that's just ridiculous. So not taking away from Jerron Glover's interception. Great read on the play. I tell you what. Yeah, they're going to be moved back to the 30-yard line. That pass interference call that was called down here, if Jerron Glover was guarding him, that's another pick all the way. 
Looks like Glover will play quarterback now. Got two backs in the backfield. Going to hand it off. And I'll tell you, the, the tackle is made there, but the hand of the Braden River defender is all around the helmet of Marquavius Simmons. That, that looked to be a face mask to me. I mean, I may be wrong, but that looked really suspect. Three-yard pickup for Simmons. And it looks like Michael Haynes Jr. is going to have to come out for one play. His helmet comes off. So it looks like Trey Henson is going to get some taste off of the line here tonight. So two halfbacks in the backfield with Glover. Receiver to each side. He's going to hand it off. And the handoff is going to be on the carry. is going to be Jameer Hayes. So Hayes starting the game at quarterback for the Tornadoes, taking the handoff there out of the backfield now that Glover's playing quarterback. As we're approaching four minutes to play, mercy rule in effect. Excuse me, four minutes to play here in the third quarter. Don't want to jump ahead. So we have no association with this school, correct, besides doing their their, their, their program and, you know what I'm saying? They, we don't get a check from anyone. Nothing, from, nothing from them. like yes. that. We, you know, so is it fair to say that I could <laughs> – can I go help them find a quarterback? <laughs> Can I say that on air without them getting in trouble? Uh, the fact is, is that it just as the case is, and it was a bad situation as far as what happened with Braden River and the FHSA with Knowledge McDaniel last year. Even if you're a parent, my understanding is you can't help out another kid if athletics oh are involved. Oh, my gosh. So nice little pickup there by Glover, but I think it's going to be all for naught. That's so ridiculous. It's a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder contact. It wasn't even a block in the back. If this official throws one more flag, so it was the official over on the Braden River sideline yes, with the call once again. The bow-legged guy right there. Crazy to me, man. Just looks like he's been completely out of position for a couple calls. As those flags I have come. I don't understand how you call that a block in the back. Well, from that angle, too, and from that far away. And, and it's 41 to nothing. The, the team that you're throwing this on is trailing 41 he, to nothing. He threw that flag strictly off the Braden River sideline. Strictly, because they were all like, ah! That's why that flag was thrown. Yeah. Every time that's like three. Maybe that's something they practice. You sell it on the sideline. Maybe you you'll get the call. And those guys are snickering to each other like he bought it. He bought it. Yeah. Got We've been charged. trying that for five weeks, and he finally, he finally bought it. Got it. So Glover to put the ball in the air. He's gonna fire complete the Hayes. That was more of a block in the back than the one we just seen. So Hayes still on his feet, and we see a flag come in late. This should be on Braden River because Michael and that's Hayes. a little excessive there by Kai Fredericks, the middle linebacker for the Pirates. Michael Haynes' helmet is off again. If I tell you what, because in my opinion, that's uh, the Braden Rivers' hands all on his face mask and yanking it off. Yeah, he's kind of demonstrating. And they're the looking like they're gonna mark going this on. back. Oh my goodness gracious! Block in the back. Well, you called it. <laughs> if it should have been called, it was called there. They are listening to the broadcast. You sold us out. It's all your fault, Derek. They heard. No, he you. sold us out on that extra point attempt that didn't get the clock moving earlier. That too. They're listening to us on the sideline. They're patched in upstairs. No, they got the dude who's running the clock over there. He's, he's part of the crew. So he's probably radioing to them every time we say something. Texting them. So Rabalo out the punt again for the Tornadoes, who trail 41 to nothing as we approach 90 seconds left in the third quarter. Rabalo will set his heels at the 11-yard line. Decent snap back to Rabalo. 
decent enough kick, it's going to bounce around the 48-yard line and most likely die there. So that's where Braden River will take over. Pirates with a 41-0 lead. Approaching one minute to play in the third quarter. Clock is rolling because of the 35-point mercy rule. We're back on the air next week. Get to see an old friend of ours in Bayshore Henry at Balvan Stadium. Chick-fil-A, hopefully. Hopefully Chick-fil-A. And Aiden won't be there to take like four sandwiches Please, like he did last four year. Sandwiches. I felt bad for Bayshore Henry about that because he's like, whatever you guys do, I'm going to get you guys set up. Just save me like a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And when I saw Aiden grabbing that third one, I was like, oh, no. Bayshore Henry is going to be upset. And I don't know if you'd want to upset Bayshore Henry. He's a nice guy. And he also looks like he could do something to you and not feel any remorse for it. I mean, I'm just saying, he's a longtime friend of the program, but... Uh, Got a new running back, number 24. Pharrell Stubbs. Sophomore, 5'8", 150 pounds. Looking to make something happen. It's all... And we are officially in the fourth quarter, folks. I'm going to throw them up. Go ahead and throw them <laughs> up, Booker Nation. Throw your fours up. Throw them up for about five seconds, and we're done. <laughs> so we go Craig's to the fourth. I like it. I'll tell you, for, for, the, for the faithful that stuck around... Give you a lot of credit as, as most of the student body to start the game with the tornadoes now gone. Band's just getting back, it looks like. So this, what do you guys think? So we'll have 12 minutes of football with a running clock. I get one more touchdown. Oh, I was just going to think as far as time. I'm, I'm thinking that we'll be out of here in 17 and a half minutes maybe. Mm, 9.05. 9.05 will mark it right now. So uh, you're thinking? I say nine thirty. Nine nine eighteen. No, nine twenty five. Nine twenty five. We'll Final? be at it. Yeah. So th that's really the only thing to be contested tonight is when we'll be out of here with the running clock. Twelve On minutes left in regulation. Positive note: basketball season is right around the corner. Yep. <laughs> only six home games per team, though. I'm a little upset I'm about that. I'm sitting down there talking to. Uh, so one of the Booker freshmen and uh, Shanti Bradley taps me on my shoulder, and I look over, and I don't see nobody. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, and she's sitting up there laughing, and she's walking by. <laughs> and I'm telling her, see, that's what I got to look forward to because, you know, it's 41 nothing right now. Shout out to Kashanti Bradley, one of our uh, senior. I miss seeing her play, man, when she's gone next year. One of our senior wings on the uh, Booker Tornado Lady Tornadoes. Hedgepith back out there with the Braden River offense. Hand off to Stubbs. Stubbs is in the Booker territory. Stays in bounds. First down. And some. One thing, one thing I do want to talk about this basketball season. I'm a little upset we only got six home games apiece per the men I just and don't women. get it. I understand you want to go on the road and be tested and everything like that. But as good as those two programs are, you need those home gates. I think some of them are tournaments is where. Did you see that? Yeah. Yep, Manatee High grad, Kelvin McKnight. With your boys now, huh? They said he's a, I know, I, trust me, I've seen it earlier. I thought, so, trust me, seen it earlier. So, you know why Kelvin McKnight wore number one at Manatee? No. Because of Tavon Austin at WVU. Ah, I've heard that he can run some exceptionally crisp routes. He showed it against Florida State last year. Sanford almost pulled the upset. Now, if you foreshadowed what was going to happen to FSU out of the – but that doesn't take away from the type of player that Kelvin McKnight is. And 
Bill Belichick and that organization see something that they they see a diamond, uh, you know, possibly a lump diamond of coal that they're going to put in a, to a diamond there. Absolutely. You know, just because well. you can't play at Samford, you know, just because you played at Samford doesn't mean you can't play. Antonio just Brown didn't gone. see anything in you doesn't mean it, that yeah. the Patriots don't see something. Antonio Brown's gone. Some of their their top receivers are getting a little bit uh. All right, boys. The third string the running back, and you guys are celebrating. It's forty-one nothing. I get you excited, but come on. I'm looking for the down marker to finally show up there on the opposite sideline. It's going to be Come third on, and 11 for the Pirates. We approach 10 minutes to play here in regulation. Third and 11 for Braden River from the Booker 38. Hedgepith looking to put it in the air. It's going to be incomplete. Looked like Brian Curse had to go back to the football, but it still went off of his hands. First time tonight, Brave River's going to punt? Wow. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> no, Hedgepith is still out there. He's listed as the punter, but he's looking to the sideline. Ty Fredericks and Isaiah Kress coming into the game. So, How is it that we got a punter and a kicker, but Braden River, 7A school, don't have a... He's a quarterback slash punter. So his primary position is punter, punter slash backup quarterback. Yep. It's not good if you can do it. Well, nice punt punter. by Hedgepith there. Going to take nice. a bounce and actually... A Booker bounces. It bounced at the eight-yard line and moves forward to about the 12. So clock is running as we change possession. 8.45 to go here in regulation. Dron Glover should be the quarterback for this series for the Tornadoes. So Braden River will move to 3-4 and four on the regular season. Tornadoes will drop to 0-6. Three district games left for the Tornadoes and then the regular season finale first Friday of November at Clearwater Central Catholic. Two halfbacks in the backfield with Glover. Going to hand off and not much doing there for the ball carriers. He's going to be lucky to get about a yard past the line of scrimmage. What NFL game you guys looking forward to most this week? The New England Patriots versus the Colt McCoy-led Washington Redskins. On any given Sunday, my friend. <laughs> now, you know what I'm really, really, really looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to that Dallas-Green Bay game. I think that's going to be a heck of a game. And then, uh, surprisingly not, man, that San Francisco-Cleveland game is looking really interesting to me on a Monday night. The, the only thing I'm thinking is, is maybe the trip out there for the Browns will take something Woo! out of them. But... Nice move by Jameer Hayes. He sees some open Still field. on his feet. And he's going to get beyond the 30 to about the 33-yard line. I'm looking forward to the Bucks in New Orleans. Yeah, actually, that should be – not really, man. I'm no, I, you know, here's the thing. Game. is you look at Jameis Winston's quarterback rating the last three games, and despite that pick six Play last week against the Rams. Yeah. My I, bold prediction, I'm sign Shaq Barrett. Franchise tag, Jameis Winston. What's it say about John Elway that Shaq Barrett Undrafted. ended up in Tampa Bay and 
John Elway just letting him go and him putting together the season that he's had so far for the Buccaneers. That's not good for an embattled GM. Leading the league with, what, nine sacks? Nine sacks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, what, a strip strip fumble calls last week and also an interception against the Rams. Big win against the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. Little known fact, Takashi 6'9 did tell the judge that Drew Brees is not really hurt. In fact, he is just scared to play against the Bucs. Oh, my gosh. I've seen it on the Internet. Listen. If it's on Facebook, it's got to be real. The best one that I saw is is him on the phone, Takashi on the phone to Pops in house party and he goes yes and play was there too sir <laughs> did you uh did you see the one where he, you know you know the bigger who sings the uh just took a dna test turned yes out. so it, it, they they put his face on her body it was like just turned out i'm 100 percent that snitch <laughs> i was like the internet has no chill tell you undefeated and still champion the internet never will be beaten never Oh, because it's going to take down society. That's Absolutely. that's the whole thing. And it already kind of has, to be honest with you. Can't walk down the street without somebody having their nose in their phone. At least when me and Craig are out having lunch or something, we can just sit our phones down and try to have intelligent conversation. It's not intelligent, but it's a conversation. It's a conversation, <laughs> yes. Intelligent we'll use very loosely. Facts. Very loosely. There are audible sounds that come out of our mouths. Glover with the keeper. He makes a man miss. Cuts up field. Able to get about two yards there for the tornado. Six nineteen left to go here in the fourth. Running clock is in effect. Third and manageable though. This ball's gonna be spotted around the thirty-nine yard line. So it should be about a third and three, third and four. I'd like to see the tornadoes get on the board here. That's right. Probably the tornado's number one fan, Fred Atkins, there saying, Hey, we got six minutes, let's go. Bad snap all the way in the backfield, and it's going to be scooped up and recovered by Simmons at the 25-yard line. So just like that, it's going to be fourth down for the Tornadoes, fourth when and long, it, When long. it rains, it pours. So do you think Kelvin McKnight gets the dress for the Patriots this year? I think so. I think we've had a lot of receiving problems. I mean – in all reality, I think we haven't seen Jacoby Myers, one of the star studs who's actually had a really good preseason for the Patriots. But uh, I think if uh, bearing another injury, and depending on how well he can get his nose in that playbook and learn it, I think he could do really well with the Patriots. Could be a good slot guy for the, for the Patriots in the long run. Most snap to Rabalo. He's going to get it off because there's not much heat. And Simmons did not let that continue to roll, and he downs it at the 44. Change of possession coming up. Braden River offense to take the field as we're under five minutes to play here in regulation. On a positive note, I have player uh, evaluation tomorrow morning. G League basketball. Uh, what was the score going at halftime for us? 41 0. 41 0. So, Tornadoes have scored a push, uh, shot in the second half. Pitch a shutout here in the second half. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, of course, does and you know what though, and, and we go. talked about it in the first half. We've seen it in other games. We've seen it when Braden Rivers played us. One of the ways that Kurt Bradley has helped build up this program when they get a lead, they will put in the second and the third string kids and make sure that they get quality reps at the varsity have. level. They definitely have. They even you can tell in their defense, the receiver core is different. We well, you know the offensive line core is different. And, and when you have a talented team and you're able to let everybody play. 
you don't take as much flack from those people who try to influence things that may not know what they're talking about. You're not doing nothing tomorrow, folks, man. Come on out to GT Bray Park, 9-15. Big game for y'all. Two undefeated tiny my teams. So, so wait, you guys are the, they are unbeaten and untied. You guys We're have a tied. Untied, yes. Thanks for bringing that up, Chad. Well, Appreciate I'm just you. a little bit of motivation there for you guys. <laughs> what do you guys Shoot want? Shoot me while I'm down, Chad. You guys want to be like 7-0 and 2 or something at the end of the season? You're right. You're right. Do you remember ties in college football, Derek? No, sir. Yep. You would, you would, Auburn had a coach named Pat Dye, and whenever it would seem that they would get close, and instead of going for it, he would kick the field goal or whatever to tie. And I remember when John Cooper was at Ohio State one time, and everybody got on him because he kicked the field goal to tie a game like 13 to 13. They said, Coach, you got Michigan coming up next week. Why'd you do that? And he said, because that tie gave Ohio State the Big Ten. He said, I just got a Big Ten championship ring for my players by tying that game. So something you can't take away right. from them. Hedge put to put it in the air. Fires complete. Nice reception there by Matt Manning and a nice tackle by the Tornado defender. Textbook football all the way around. Two three and outs. So I'm going to assume that Booker is going to be able to pitch a shutout here in the second half. It's a 41-0 game that they're losing. But Hedgepith is going to be out the punt once again as we're under two and a half minutes to play here in regulation. We're back on the air next week, stlrsportstalk.com, as your Booker Tornadoes will make the short trip to Bradenton and Balbaz Stadium on the campus of Bayshore High School. The hit Devin. Going to be scooped up by Glover at the 24. Still on his feet as he approaches the 40. Still on his feet as beyond the 45 to the 46-yard line. They hit him with that Vontez Berkley fine. Donovan Smith. Did you see that? Does Vontez Berkley play again? I mean, I mean, I'm sorry to tell you, man. But say what you want about the guy. But I love his football tenacity. I don't give a damn if they call it. Safety for players. The kid, the dude is playing how he's been raised to play. Sometimes, if you've been doing something for ten straight years and they tell you to change it up just like that, I get that these rules have been in effect for two to three years. But some guys, you know, they're not going to change their game just to make the NFL happy. And I can see where the well, NFL not is even some from. of that. I mean, some of the hits, even though he they are helping the helmet. Kind of the, well, the, the the players coming down like you can't. You can't stop it, man. It's just force going that way. I mean, guys I, are moving 22 to 25 miles an hour. It's gonna happen, man. Like I get it, but you know, Glover looking to put head. in the air. It's gonna be harassed, and he somehow gets it off. Flag on Intended the receiver is Hayes, and I think we're gonna have a pass interference on Braden River. We get one flag here. I think that's Braden River's third flag of the evening. Come on, let's let's get this settled quickly as as the clock is moving. Running clock in is in effect, and we'd like to get on the board here. You know, you know, when you're going back to Brontez Burford, they talk about you know how how hurt he is by not being able to play. I mean. Well, I believe it, man. Like, throughout his career, and if he will be suspended the rest of the linebacker. year. Like, don't take it wrong, the dirty hits or not. He's a great linebacker for the for, for whatever team he plays for. If he sits out the rest of the season on a suspension, it'll be something like $17.4 million that he's missed out on during his career because of suspensions. Hayes on his feet trying to get out of bounds. That'll probably be the final play of the game. I love Jameer Hayes' football tenacity. He's such a tough player. 
He showed that all season long, what he can do on and off the field. Such a great, I'm so happy that, you know, we get to see some type of special player. And, you know, I'm not even taking anything with Miles Benson because he is a great player as well. But I love the way Jameer Harris plays. I love his toughness, his tenacity, everything about that. And that's the end of the game. Positive note for the Tornadoes pitching a shutout in the second half. And Braden River will improve to 3-4 and four on the season. They're back in Class 6A District 12 action next week against Southeast. Booker back in action in the district side, Class 5A District 12, going to Bayshore. We will have that game at 7.30 next Friday for Craig Wiley Jr., the second-generation Tornado, Derek Fugers, and Chad Brockoff signing off. Booker football coverage here on STLR Sports Talk. Good night, everyone.